Welcome to the Gospel Reveal Podcast. My name is Michael, your host and teacher. Here at the Gospel Reveal Podcast is the place where we inspire you to study your Bible. As a result, you will grow in your faith, but also through that, you'll be able to know God. Today, we are going to be looking at a verse from the book of Jeremiah. It's a famous verse. You will know it. So let's go over to the message. It's just a short message. Hey everyone, today I want to talk about a very popular verse. This Bible verse, a lot of Christians will call it their life verse. But what I want us to do today is for us to rethink this verse. You know it. Maybe you're one of those people, this verse is your life verse. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. And what I want to talk about today is for you to reconsider the meaning of this verse. So Jeremiah 29, 11, let me say it. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you hope. And a lot of people love this verse and they can relate to it. And I get it. But today, I want us to kind of look into what this verse really means and how we can apply it as New Testament believers. So if you study this verse closely, it's kind of connected to the previous verse. That's Jeremiah 29:10. So let's read it. I'm reading the ESV, so it's slightly different. It says, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Here comes the verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Interesting. You see, we see the connection from verse 10 and then to 11. So there is some kind of bad news and then there is an encouragement. You see, when Jeremiah gives this prophecy, it was actually a letter he writes to the elders in Babylon. They've been taken captive. But these people... I've had a previous prophecy from a prophet called Ananiah. But the prophecy that Ananiah gives to them was totally different to what Jeremiah has given them. Ananiah told them what they want to hear. And by the way, Ananiah was a false prophet. And Jeremiah, God told him that Ananiah will die. And actually, this is something that we don't like to talk about. Because he was a false prophet and he actually undermined God's word, God killed him. It was false hope. Hananiah was giving the people false hope. So God killed him. And so why these people were in captivity in the first place? Because here, 
Jeremiah was saying that they will be in captivity for 70 years. They were not liking it. That's not the message they wanted to hear. They want to hear good news. They want to get out of Babylon. It's an awful place. They're going to be oppressed. They are ungodly people. They are the people of God. But then here, Jeremiah tells them that they're going to stay there for 70 years. And a lot of them who are middle-aged or old will die there. God tells them, commands them that they should build houses and just have a community and settle down because they're not going to leave soon. So why that was the case? So we need to have a bigger context, a biblical context of why these people found themselves in Babylon. That is in context of God's law and command. These people have come into covenant with God. God has delivered them from slavery in Egypt years ago and God instituted his law and commands through Moses and that is something they should obey. And if we are familiar with Deuteronomy 28, we see there there is blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. That's the covenant. God has called us into covenants and we have an obligation. But these people have prostituted themselves to other gods. They've rebelled against God. And the implication is curses. And part of the curse is exile. And here they are in exile because God was punishing. God was disciplining them. And so Ananiah was telling them things that are false. But here, Jeremiah, the man of God, the one whom God has sent, telling them this great news. So what can we learn from this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11? The first thing I can get from this is God's will, God's plans are different to humans. We are self-centered. We are selfish. And we don't see things the way how God sees. And especially when we do things our own way. Especially when we've disobeyed God. And here God was telling them, he was teaching them something. So secondly, what we can learn from this verse, that God is faithful to his covenant. Because God says they will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then he will take them out and he will take them back to the land of Israel, and they will prosper. And this was physical prosperity. It's quite common in the Old Testament. We also see that God is merciful and gracious. God is faithful to his covenant because he cannot lie. It says to Abraham that he will bless him and through him all the families of this world earth will be blessed is speaking about something much more deeper and God cannot go against his own word and thirdly what can we learn from this verse God disciplines those whom he loves you see God does that you know if you are a parent you will discipline your child and the reason why you discipline your child is because you love them and so the same is true for God God disciplines us when we rebel against him but what's great about this is God has sustaining grace whilst we are in difficulty remember Paul in the new testament that he had a thorn in the flesh 
but God's grace is sufficient for him. And that is what I called sustaining grace. If you are in a situation that is difficult, God will sustain you. Whether it's a discipline or not, God's grace is sustaining. Hebrews 12, 10 speaks about God discipline those whom he loves. And lastly, how does this verse really apply to us as Christians? Because remember, this verse was written to Israelites in Babylon. It was specific, and that's something we need to know. But also in the Old Testament, we can learn from those verses. And in one way or the other, it can apply to us. You know, that was a great prophecy for those people after 70 years. But the same Jeremiah, God gives him an incredible prophecy that a righteous branch from David will come. But then also in chapter 31, it speaks about how it will dwell with his people and he will write his laws in their hearts. What is he speaking about? He was speaking about the new covenant through Christ and Christ 2000 years ago, he came and fulfilled that promise, that prophecy through his atoning work on the cross. And as a result, we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the gift of eternal life to spend eternity with him and God forever. A better verse for us in the New Testament. It's one of my favorite verse in the New Testament. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the Father of our God, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. That is an awesome verse that we have union with Christ. You see, this verse has something of our implication now, but also in the future. And so we should have a mindset of we have all spiritual blessings. We are seated in Christ in the heavenly places right now, even though we are here physically. But then that is our hope for the future. That is incredible. It involved the whole scope of God's work in Christ. That's awesome. That means if you read the whole chapter 1 of Ephesians 1, election, adoption, redemption, forgiveness, and sealing. And we have everything in Christ. You know, people run after gold, diamonds in this life, things that will perish. But the Bible tells us that everything, God's kingdom belongs to us. And in heaven, we will tread upon gold. That is a hope that you want. And as you trust God, you hold on to him and obey him and be in relationship with him. You will enjoy that joy and you have that deep connection. You will have the sustaining grace for this life, whether in difficulty or not. But ultimately, we have a citizenship in heaven. So God plans for you actually is greater than the temporal and the plans that you have for your own desires for this life. Have a bigger mindset of a great future. 
I hope you found this helpful and that it will get you thinking. You can read more on Jeremiah um, 20, um, 28. You can go back to the previous chapter, also Ephesians 1 and Deuteronomy 28. Thanks, guys. And bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you found this helpful. Maybe this will change your mind to what we discussed in the message. If you have any question, please email me at the gospel reveal podcast at gmail.com. That is the gospel reveal podcast at gmail.com. Please share and subscribe to this podcast. Also, further readings will be Jeremiah 28, chapter 29, also chapter 31 and 33, Deuteronomy 28 and Ephesians 1. There's a lot there. So please read those books, those chapters, and you will kind of have the sense of war I discussed in this um, short message. Thanks for listening. Till the next time. Bye.